everyone. Thanks for listening to Totally Off Topic. Katie here. On behalf of all the Tot Gals, thanks for your support. To win some swag, learn some more about the show, and interact with us, follow Broken Drift Productions on Instagram, YouTube, and subscribe to the podcast. Now get ready for this awesome episode. Totally off topic. It's the show where four gal pals get together, have topics to talk about, go astray, end up in left field, and start doing a recap show about The Bachelorette. What? <laughs> I'll be your host for today's Bachelorette recap episode. I'm Carrie Gallagher. And with me, as always, are the amazing Tot Gals. We've got LA based comedian and co host of the Mostly True Opinions, and now ex-landlord Katie Kay. <laughs> Hi, thank you so much. <laughs> we have our creative director of Broken Drift Productions, the production company that brings you this show and amazing content, Hillary Hudson. Hi. And Phoenix-based comedian and host of the Wings with Friends podcast and best cook of chili quiles this side of the Mexico border, Mary Upchurch. Hola. <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys, we are officially on episode six of which was Claire Bear's ep- uh, season and now we're in Tasha's season and there is so much happening on and off the show. So before we dive in to episode six, Mary Upchurch, I heard, you know, some rumors that are going on. What is the word on the street with the ex-bachelorette Claire Bear? Okay. I... I didn't even want to watch this show. And then I didn't even want to watch Claire anymore, but Claire keeps coming back. And I think they're gonna keep bringing her back. Uh, I saw something on lots of the internets and um, there's a rumor maybe Claire's pregnant. There was a picture of them doing a champagne toast and Claire's glass is very clear instead of like, you know, champagne color. And then there was this picture of Claire like being an influencer, like in her workout wear, sitting in the back of her car. And there was like a big pumpkin and like a medium pumpkin and a little baby pumpkin. And that was like her little Dale pumpkin. So some people are saying that she's pregnant. How this happened, I have no idea. Like when, time frame, maybe they were like before, I don't know. So that's, uh, I, I didn't want to watch spoilers, but like it's it is very exciting. And thank you, Katie, for letting me share them with you. Let me know if you don't want to hear any spoilers. Uh, I need. I'm here for it. Mary DMs me, and I eat it up. (laughs) Also, do we think that a producer, like they were boning during quarantine, during the time when they couldn't film on the resort, she accidentally got prego, told a producer, then they fake this whole beginning thing so it was still like a headline for a season i'm just saying what if the producer told her to get pregnant i mean this is crazy there are so many pandemic pregnancies i would not be surprised but guess what that's my alarm that hoe left the show on to tasha y'all on to tasha i've got a legal pad of notes, so much drama went down in episode six. We had a group date, 
We had Tasha's first rose ceremony and then a second group date, which was actually just a WWE SmackDown. So let's start from the top and work our way through. First group date, which was the grown ass man challenge, uh, pitted Montel, Ivan, Damar, Ben, Chasen, Ed, um, and Dr. Sleep, Joe, all against each other in a battle of wits, strength, and cooking. Uh, we saw some weird challenges. We saw some people do really well. We saw some people fail. Uh, so Hillary, what did you think of that overall date at La Quinta with Tasha trying to find <laughs> her grown ass man? Um, okay, so I have notes, I took notes. First of all, from production standpoint, I feel like it was very clever use of the ballroom. They, you have, I mean, we forget that they're like stuck on the La Quinta thing. So it did actually look like a classroom. And I was thinking about like being on production, sitting there having to think of, they have to like rethink of dates and think of how they're going to set it up. Classroom's very clever and easy, probably low, low cost, probably didn't with low budget. So yeah, I, that was my first note. Um, and then I thought it was really interesting. I felt like they were trying to prove that people from the show actually do get married. They like made a point to be like, see, they're actually married. They've been married for a year, whatever. They, I think that like they've been giving like Bachelor Nation a lot of like crap because nobody actually gets married. And so I feel like that. Um, also Bennett, when he was like, oh, all, uh, oh, shirtless is boyish says the guy in a robe you're like the next closest thing to being shirtless uh he's a big baby i'm like super surprised i know that he like pulled it out uh in the end with like getting in bed with her or whatever but i thought he was such a big baby i definitely thought he was gonna get the big baby award i think guys wearing robes um they, it just like rubs me the wrong way i feel like that's what dudes wear like in pornos like in between scenes it just grosses me out i've never i don't i have no idea yeah. what it means or how it goes but it just it's very strange so katie what was your take and who do you think of all of the guys did really well on the date and do you really think that Toe me ravioli, aka Ed, actually deserved ravioli. getting the man child award, and Harvard deserved getting the grown ass man award. So, because I've watched the whole episode, I have a colored view now looking back. I want to call this entire episode of TV toxic masculinity at its finest. What is happening? No one in that room knew who Ashley and Jared were. Like I knew and I was like, oh my God, but no one knew. And they literally were like, what's up? <laughs> like they walked in so anticlimactic. In retrospect, what's his face? Ed? Yes, Ed, absolutely. It was just foreshadowing. He's a man child. But at that moment in time, I was like, that seems a little harsh. 30 minutes later, I was like, Ed, you fucking man child. So I feel like it came out in the end. Bennett, we love a beignet pun, but I'm, <laughs> if you're not gonna play with the bungee jump thing because you're a knee injury, step off. I agree. Mary, thoughts on that weird scene and them having to go through these like weird challenges and stuff. Well, yeah, you know, it did feel a little contrived um, because they set up 
Bennett that he was so smart and then he was so stupid and that was so much fun and great for TV. Um, I yeah, all the male uh, toxic ma masculinity really came out in this episode. And one thing I noticed is anytime anybody is saying like that's not good for Tasha, a real man doesn't walk around with his shirt off. What you think Tasha wants or doesn't deserve like does not matter. And so like anybody who wastes time talking about stuff like that, you're wasting your time. I did like how the uh, ravioli guy, he took it really well. That was like a point in his corner um, or whatever that he was like, yeah, I got this baby. And he looks so funny with it. Like that's how you embrace a loss. I can imagine Chasen or somebody else being like, what the hell? Well, and it's funny because that that sets up the the rivalry that started to breed between Tony Ravioli, Ed, and Jason, aka Chappie, because after the group date, they all got to attend the after party, which was just for the guys that were at the group date, and they get some time with Tasha. And on that group date and the after party, we start to see Chappie and Tony Ravioli really start to go at it. And then Harvard gets in the mix and Harvard and Tony Ravioli kind of start to chip at Chappie and start to say that he is there for the wrong reasons, that he's using the same script almost when he's speaking about Tasha and to her that he used with Claire. And so all of this kind of drama is, start to, is starting to brew while Tasha is meeting with some of the guys one-on-one. -on -one. And Hillary, I'm just curious, like from a producer standpoint, what you thought or how influential you thought maybe the producers were to like create some of that heightened drama between those guys. Um, I think that the producers were definitely had something to do with it, but I am going to say that um, it never goes well for the person who like name drops. And he even said it like, oh, I don't want to name drop. And then he just like wouldn't let it go. And I just feel like that's a little foreshadowing too. Like that person never wins. They're never in the top like two or three or whatever. Like they always leave. Um, I do want to say though, Ben, I loved Ben on this date in particular. And he had like a great definition um, for like being a grown ass man. And I was like, okay, Ben, there you go. There you go. And then I also want to say, I thought it was really funny because Bennett was like, what woman wants to be called a smoke show? And I definitely tell Carrie, she's a smoke show all the time. Yeah. I love all the time, it. I'm like, Carrie, you're a smoke show. Carrie, you're such a smoke show. <laughs> uh, so personally, I love the word smoke show, but yeah in like a fun way like if my husband described me as a smoke show I'd be like that's not fucking cool man like it's it's a joking thing yeah and in this case he was like smoke show let me use yes. that all the time yes. too much it's like it was like oh my gosh I need another adjective for for gorgeous or pretty or hot and he was like ding 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 smoke show <laughs> that's the best he could do like it's a fun like female empowerment like thing to for each other but like someone that's trying to date you and marry you that's the best he could come up with right um Hillary I think you really touched on Ben I have a note here that says he is the voice of reason just with all of that drama with Chappie and Tony Ravioli and Harvard 
Tasha wanted none of it. And you can tell because at the end of that date, she gave the rose to Ivan, my favorite, Mr. Nassau himself. So I thought overall the, the group date of both the dates on the episode, that one was personally my favorite. But we forget that Tasha's been on three episodes pretty much this point um, in the season. And this is the first episode where she had her rose ceremony. And it happened just after that first group date. It was the cocktail party and rose ceremony. Now at this point, there's still 19 guys, if you can believe it. Like we haven't gotten a ton of FaceTime with um, everybody. We forget about Spencer. Like there's all these people from like last week's episode with all of this new drama that we kind of forget about. Um, but Chappie kind of sets the scene for a very dramatic and like, nail-biting rose ceremony by saying I'm the Wolverine and like I'm gonna bring shit up and I'm gonna tear oh. shit down. Mary Upchurch, oh, what were you thinking about that vibe he was setting? Kason, you know he started out really good I think and now he's just dumb. I mean that's that's almost as dumb as smoke show like he's going wait I'm Wolverine. Like be original like I guess it's ABC so maybe you can say that. I don't know. I was just not here for it. Like you're dumb Chasen. I like too that, and again, we all know they're stuck on a resort with very little resources for dates and funness. Katie, what did you think about the cocktail party and all of the gentlemen having to prepare or do something romantic for Tasha? I thought that was cute, like a good producer move in general, like, and something for them to talk about. Cause I, I kind of put myself in Tasha's shoes, like, I wouldn't want people to just, I imagine every time she sits down, they're like, so how are you? And it's like, I'm good. So having something to do to get to know them better is great. It just sucks that like some of them are just so douchey. It was painful and cringeworthy. Did you notice that the lax bro, AKA Spencer, his romantic thing was popsicles? <laughs> Weird. <laughs> that was that was his romantic time with Tasha. Is they shared popsicles. Look, stuck on a popsicle. Stuck on a popsicle. Um, Hillary, were there any romantic moments that the guys put together that stood out for you, or that you thought was really cute or sweet? Um, I can't remember his name, but the Korean guy. I Joe, really Doctor Sleep. Yeah, I thought his was great. I thought it was really really cute, and I like how they like you don't you didn't like it, Katie. No, I just can't get over Carrie's nickname still because I <laughs> I was calling him ramen because he brought noodles. But so it's just funny. Dr. Sleep just cracked me up. Continue, Hillary. <laughs> I just thought it was cute because they like kind of bonded a little bit and they had like they were close and intimate without being like creepy and douchey or I don't know. I just thought it was cute. I thought it was sweet too that he brought up his family and they were talking about things that were a little bit deeper and surface level than like, oh, what do you do? Like, what's your favorite, what's your favorite appetizer when you go to TGI Fridays? You know, just like <laughs> deeper level things. Um, I do have a note here um, that obviously Chappie um, and Tony Ravioli are still going at it. But I appreciated that Zach C again kind of rised above the drama, uh, rose above the drama, and was like, "You guys both just need to bury it because it's wasting everybody's time." Can I just say that he's the only one that has socks on? 
He's Zach C is the so many ankles, so many. I've never seen so many ankles. It really is disturbing to me. And Zach C is the only one that had socks on. I mean, I guess he was he was raised right. There are no shows. He's wearing no shows. Well, socks or no socks. Finally, Tasha was able to send a couple guys home. Um, really, the, there were three dudes that went home. I didn't even write their names down. Uh, I think it was Montel, some dude, and another dude. It really doesn't matter. Um, but what did you guys think? Um, what did you guys think of the unfortunate, dramatic buildup to seeing that, <gasps> you guessed it, the final rose went to Chappie. No, yeah, okay. So I thought it was so funny because he said that thing. I don't know if you guys caught it, but he's like, I just want to focus on one thing. And then he like had this long pause, like he was trying to remember her name. And I bet that he, I mean, it was like the longest pause. I feel like it was probably producers was editing and they were probably like, just say her name. And then he like took a beat and said it, but like, it was the longest pause. Like he was trying to remember who he was talking about. It seems like he, okay. I'm kind of on Ed, Tony Ravioli side here. It seems like Chappie is reading from a script and that he is an actor. Katie thoughts. I say both of them gone. And so I was annoyed because she played the whole rose ceremony or at least like in the confessional, she played it like, I don't have time for this. They're both immature. I thought she was gonna be a badass bitch and get rid of both of them and be like, I don't even care who's right, you both suck. So I was pissed off that they're both still there. Who did she even get rid of? I don't recognize them. They didn't get screen time, what's happening. Like, it seems like no one left. It was the other couple guys from the second group of guys, which I have been feeling like they were just there to get Spencer on the show. They were right. like fodder. Poor Montella like, never even spoke. I know, I know. And I think um, I think overall the rose ceremony went exactly how we all thought it would. Um, I was hoping that Claire would come to her senses. Literally, Katie, to your point, like 30 seconds before she gave out that last rose, she was like, I don't have time for this stuff. Like I want an actual man. And then cut to her giving the rose to Chappie and then another cut to her saying, he's a good guy deep down. It's like, I he's don't know, man. Also, I'm, should we have to dig deep down? Should we have to see? I mean, to, to Tony Ravioli's point, he like, Ch Chappie did posture up to him. Like he stood over him and like, that to me is like the least attractive thing you can do to someone. If you're that big, use your size to intimidate somebody over something really stupid. So I'm really sad that Tasha did not get rid of him. I think Chappie should have gone. They're going to keep him for the drama because there's so of many people they are. at the point we need the drama. Because without Chappie, we would not have had the most dramatic third third like facet of the episode the group date with the wwe smackdown that will forever go down in history as like the most awkward strangest thing to watch I, like these dudes are all just minding their business at the la quinta and then fart face comes in and is like okay here's the group date guys and then riley whiny the poo is like you can tell he's like so hoping that his, his name is on there and he reads it off for the group date. 
And it's easy, Brendan, Joe, Jordan, Spencer, Ben, Ed, and then everyone's just waiting for it. And chasing. <laughs> and the only hint they get is I'm looking for my perfect match, Tasha. And so they're like, oh, maybe it's puzzles. And one guy is like, I don't know, maybe it's like a wrestling match. Show enough, these dudes show up to the ballroom, which is now repurposed as like a wrestling room. There's two smoke shows, to use Chasen's word, two gals that are there with Tasha, kind of teaching her the wrestling moves. And all the guys go through like a quick 101 of like wrestling moves. And then they go through this like silly exercise of like smack talk. Hillary, before we get any further into it, what are your thoughts of the date thus far, the dudes that were selected, and just the weird shit that happened in the ballroom that's now a wrestling room? <laughs> so I'm just going to say, I think that Chasen and Ed still being there is a producer move. I think it has to be. she probably wanted to send them home, and they were like, no, no, no. Like, we really just need, nobody even knows who these other guys are. Send them home. We need to keep... We just built a whole episode around them. You can't send them home, send them home in a couple episodes. So she probably did. I mean, maybe she had feelings for Chasen. I think she was probably going to send Ed home, but then she, they talked her into it. And because then conveniently during this date, they are like matched up together and Ed has shoulder problems and he can't wrestle. And it's like a whole thing. And I'm going to skip slightly ahead, Carrie, but I have to tell you because Noah comes in on this date and I have to tell you that he reminds me a lot of Lance Bass. And so do with that information what you want, but he's very Lance Bass-esque. Okay. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah. like, no, I mean, maybe. he's just like very, I don't know. He's oh. just very, mm, I don't know. He's just a yeah. singer. When you watch him next time, he's just baritone. Yeah. He's a really good baritone. <laughs> Sorry. Could be cousins or something. Lance is so much more than that. I was like, a good singer or gay? <laughs> Maybe both. <laughs> um, I think I think this date, like they're in this dojo, and then fart face or fart face drops the news that like, hey. Whoever does the best in the SmackDown in front of a live audience, aka it's COVID, so the other guys that aren't on this date get some one-on-one -on -one time with Tasha. So now they go to what looks like a dog fighting ring, and <laughs> Tasha greases them up with like fry cook oil, like the oil you see to like the side of fry, like flat top grills at Denny's. She uses that and is oiling them down. There's some classic matches here. You know, we've got Brendan against Jordan, Spencer versus Ben, um, Easy versus Joe. But the big match is the final one, and that's Chasen versus, you guessed it, Ed. Katie, break it down. What happened, and did you see it coming? Absolutely saw it coming. Ed, like, first of all, I totally understand not wanting chasing to go ape shit on your face and like smush you like banshee <laughs> wild you can tell so i get it like i'm not saying he pussed out necessarily because i would have been like i'm not i'm not no i'm not no but he went about it like just i'm chronically dislocated <laughs> i know that that's a thing people dislocate that's like a medical condition 
Do I believe that he has it? No. 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 No, absolutely not. Mary and Chris Harrison was like, first, and why? Also, calling Chris Harrison in was a bitch move. He could have just said to Chasen's face or to Tasha, I can... He was aggressive yesterday. I can tell he's gonna go for my fucking money maker. I'm not doing it like a child. He pulled Chris Harrison and was like, "Yeah, I'm just looking. <laughs> I can't. Just no, your shoulders are not chronically dislocated. Sit down, Ed." I thought the whole move was such a fucking bitch move. Like it, it proved that he deserved the the man child award like katie you were right it was foreshadowing at the end of the episode you're like absolutely he deserved little baby plastic carlos in his arms like he is a man child um what was really disturbing i had to catch myself a couple times because it it looked very painful and brutal out there like there i'm surprised that they were able to get away with how physical they got um Hillary, is that something that's typical in reality world production? Are there special waivers? Like that looked very aggressive. On the on the challenge, because we all know I'm like obsessed with the challenge. They have like paramedics all the time. I'm sure they did for this too. I'm sure they had staff on site. They I'm, they definitely have to sign waivers, but um, I definitely think that like they like that kind of stuff. They want someone to get hurt. As a producer, they would love for somebody to break an arm or like something. I mean, that's like, I also think Ed's kind of being produced that this way. Yeah. They probably were like, okay, if you don't want to do it, that his producer was probably like, okay, okay, you don't have to do it, but let me get Chris Harrison in here so that you can tell him. Cause they have to build a story. They have to make him look like he's a pussy. They have to like, otherwise it's just so boring. Yeah. I'm sure it's not. I think what I'm noticing is I think, and from like maybe the player's uh, perspective, it's like this, there's this threshold of you need to make a big move. You need to make an impression. You need to go hard, but not too hard. You know, and it's like that. And, and you can see when guys do it like very inauthentically, it doesn't work. We're like, like, like Bennett trying to grab Tasha first. I need to make a big move. Well, that didn't really work, but it worked for Dale that one time, you know? So it's like a weird uh know the room know your audience to like when to make the big moves when to go hard and when to ease back because you could really cross a line and then you're out and guess who was out tony ravioli he didn't fight but guess who was motherfucking in noah the mormon one of 11 stash dude for life climbs over the chainsaw or chain link fence jumps in and he and Chasen go at it. And this is where everybody in that room probably was thinking the same thing. Like somebody is going to die. Someone is going to die. They went at it. It ended up, um, it ended up uh, getting resorted to the refs or getting thrown to the refs to announce a winner and Chappie won. Um, so it wasn't a true draw. Chappie did win. Um, and so he won the extra time with Tasha. However, everybody who was asked to join the group date was allowed to attend the after party. So all of the wrestlers and Tasha said, you know what, Noah, because you jumped in and you fought for my love, you can come on the group date too. Rewarded. All the dudes were pissed. So pissed about it. Um, 
Katie, thoughts on the after party with the dudes from the wrestling ring? I quickly want to touch on the fact that Wells Adams was one of the judges and we're really grasping here. He, he, at least he said like, thanks for letting me leave the bar from like, and I've loved him on Paradise. I follow him on social media, but then they like underutilized him. They didn't include any of his like fun clips really. I felt like he then, he was there and then they didn't really film much. So that was dumb. But I think in general, her taking Noah on the after date and like um, Ben kind of sitting back. This is when he shot the bed, right? Yes. Right. Cause we were like, I was so on team Ben. And then he like totally shot the bed and waited all night. But her whole verbiage of um, who stash, stash is fight, fought for me. He can come so-and-so fight for me. Like, if you're not going to fight, what is this? I don't want anyone to fight for me. Calm down. So I'm like, what? And Claire said the same stuff. Like there, I feel like there's a lot of women being like, if he doesn't fight for me, what are we fighting for? Why can't you just be a grown adult? I agree. Say what you mean, mean what you say. If you don't want people physically fighting over you, that makes sense. I am I am team nonviolence all day. But if you want someone to um, make time for you, I think you need to respect how they do that. It doesn't need to be the, your way or the highway. And Hillary, I know this is where you, where Ben kind of fell a couple points for you because he did, he wasn't proactive. He wasn't assertive. Um, do you think that like his non-action is going to affect maybe his, his ranking with Tasha at this point? Um, you know, I, I, he did kind of fall for me. Like for a little bit, I was like, Oh, you're so whiny. Like just, you just did so well. The last one, you were like such a man. I was so like, yes. And then, then now you're kind of a little bitch. But also, like, Tasha didn't really leave time for them, it didn't seem like. It seemed like she spent most of her time with Noah. So um, the one thing I would say I thought was so funny how they were like, oh, yeah, there's no way. It would be the biggest insult if Noah got the rose and blah, 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 blah. And then, like, oh, here he goes. Of course he got it. There's so much foreshadowing every episode, just always. I, I agree, and I think... I think the guys are now starting to transition their hate or their focus from Chappie and uh, Tony Ravioli shit to like, fuck this guy, Noah, who, by the way, mid after party date, just shaved off his mustache. And now he truly looks like the 25 year old fetus that he is. He is so, he's just so young. I don't, I don't really see the attraction there. I just see him for what he is, which is maybe just like a little bit immature and- a fuck boy. Yeah, he's he's a fuck boy. He's someone that you hang out with from like 12 a.m. to 2.15 a.m. I, I think he's another producer choice. I think that he, the producers are like, listen, this guy's fun. His producer was like, jump in there. You have to be the first one, da, da, da. yeah. I don't think she's really into him. If she is, I'll help her because he's 25 and that is not an adult. No, that's not an adult. That's absolutely not an adult. Also, the KMS count, the killer makeout session count for this episode is six, technically seven, but the last two KMSs happened with Noah. So I don't think you can count it. So seven KMSs in total for the episode with Tasha. 
this final um, this final group date for the episode ended with Noah getting the, the rose and all of the dudes, not even just on that group date, but in the house are really pissed because again, Noah came in with that second batch of dudes. So there was already a little bit of rivalry and head to head there. So I think it sets us up for another couple interesting episodes to see how that Noah vibe and like the remaining new guys vibe and maybe the house starts to divide a little bit. I don't know. But I gotta say something. Um, I think it's really funny how we're calling it La Quinta. Like it's a La Quinta that she would pay $68 a night for. It's a Waldorf Astoria resort in La Quinta, California. <laughs> but, it's, but it would be really a, a whole different show if this was like at a La Quinta Inn and Suites. <laughs> like where we'd have speech and debate tournaments in college. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I would love that. Oh yeah, their dates would be like meet at the vending machine and then like try not to get stabbed in the parking lot. The jacuzzi. <laughs> um, this episode was jam-packed with drama. I think I'm starting to see um, who who's really curated and crafted and kind of created by the producers and some of the guys that are actually being normal and real. So it'll be interesting to see how Tasha discerns those groups and who kind of sticks it out. I'm hoping for the next couple episodes that we see more than three guys leave um, each episode. Cause again, like there's starting to be like a group of guys that she's likes and really enjoys. So it's like, get rid of the rest and like, let's focus on these like eight dudes. Um, so there's a lot more drama to come, a lot more juice. We're gonna be here every single week. Every Friday, a new episode is dropping. So make sure you subscribe if you haven't yet. Before we wrap up this episode recap, ladies, I'm curious to hear who you think is Tasha's front runner and then personally, who your favorite is. So think on it, I'll share mine. So right now, I would say, my front runner, my favorite is Ivan Nasa. I absolutely love him. However, I think Tasha's front runner is still Brendan, that weird roofer from Boston. The last little chunk of the episode was like them playing on those like weird fake horses. So that's kind of what I'm thinking. Hilsey, what do you think? Who's your favorite and who's Tasha's? Well, I think my new favorite is going to be Zach. Yeah, Zach. Um, Zach. I think he's like a sleeper. I think that he'll come out later. He'll he'll be better. Um, I really like him a lot. Ah, you know what? I think, um, I think maybe Ivan. I'm gonna say Ivan. I think Ivan's her favorite. I know they were kind of doing like that, like Beyonce Jay Z vibe. They're like, we could totally be a power couple, girl. I hear you. I like it. I'm for it. Mary Upchurch. Who's your favorite? Who do you think is Tasha's favorite? Um, I think they're one and the same, and I think it's Zach C. And I don't know, is that the same Zach you were talking about, Hillary? I have liked him from the minute um, he met Tasha, and he just, I didn't know he had this in him. He had this, like, daddy vibe. He's got it under control. I think Tasha's going to have fun with the Brendans and the Noahs, but she's going to come back to Zach C because 
he's a rock and he's so cute. Uh, Katie K, who's your favorite and who do you think is Tasha's front runner? I think Tasha's front runner is between Brendan and Zaxi. They're like more mature and I love that Zach is older than her instead of these children. Like you said, fetuses. <laughs> um, I'm like, wait, I'm like really close to their ages and I'm even like grossed out. Like I don't have, she's older than me and I don't know how she's doing it. Um, it would be like dating my brother, like ill. Anyways, my favorite, I'm really bummed because my favorite was easy and he got not, was he there? Is he okay? He wasn't on screen. <laughs> he got zero screen time. My new favorite, I hope he can, even though he kind of shot the bed, I still like Ben and I'm hoping that he pulls it together for next episode. Oh, Ben, yeah. Um, speaking of fetuses, I think they're going to bring Claire back for a surprise during a, what? you know, October <laughs> surprise or whatever. He's going to deliver next Tuesday night on ABC 7, 9 Central, however the time zones work. I'm not good at math. I don't know. Um, wouldn't that just be such a joyous celebration for everybody in Bachelorette Nation? Um, ladies and gents, that has been episode six recap of The Bachelorette. It has been such a delight. Thank you so much for joining us. Please say goodbye to Mary Upchurch, Hillary Hudson. Hi. Hey. I've been your host, Carrie Gallagher. Click the button to subscribe. Follow us. We'll catch you guys next Friday. Take care. Stay safe. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Hey there, Katie again. Thanks for listening. For exclusive content, head to Broken Drift Patreon. And before the outro music plays, subscribe to the Broken Drift Productions YouTube channel to watch episodes or subscribe to our podcast channel. All links are in the episode bio. Bye. Bye.